welcome to Vicarious Home, the podcast where you can enjoy living vicariously through stories. I'm Marissa Mortimer, and having published some of my books, I would like to share some of the joy and blessing of living vicariously with you. Grab a coffee, like me, or another drink, and let's launch in. Hello, and welcome back to episode three. So today I want to look a little bit at storytelling itself and how to build the stories, I suppose. Now, one of the things I enjoyed learning in college was storytelling, because in Dutch primary schools, storytelling is, or at least it was, a huge thing. Nearly every morning started with a Bible story. The story was to last about 35 minutes. It had to be pretty precise. Now, my very first one lasted exactly two minutes. I was given a few Bible verses that contained that day's story, and I stuck to them. I didn't want to say anything heretical or wrong, did I? So I simply taught the few verses with as much intonation and feeling as I could, and that was that. One of the ten-year-olds said, well, I was short. I still know how I felt. The teacher, however, came to my rescue and saved the day. I can't remember quite what she did. She explained that, you know, it's not as easy as it looks and all that, and we sort of moved on with the day. But when I came home and I had to prepare again, I just had to sit and think, how do you tell a story? How do you stretch a few verses into half an hour plus story? Interesting enough to keep 30 kids from destroying the classroom. So what do you do? Now, you stretch and possibly embellish or at least fill in any gaps with what may have been. It depends on your audience, your aim of the story. How much is it about teaching or sharing the message and how much is it about an interesting story? So obviously normally when you do storytelling, it depends a little bit on what you have in mind. Now, let me look at Abraham, for example, one of the Bible stories that will always come up in primary schools. And, you know, you're giving the chapter and the verses and that's it. You have to fill the day. And possibly with that one, it could take more than one story. So let's have a look. Let's have a look at the day where Abraham is visited by three men. Now, allow me to read some of the verses. I'm not going to read the whole thing because that would fill the entire podcast. But here we go. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre, and he sat in a tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself towards the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favour in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch your morsel of bread, and comfort you your hearts. After that you shall pass on, for therefore you come to your servant. So he runs, meets them, gets food ready, tells Sarah to get food ready, and it's the calf, and they sit and they eat, and he serves them. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child, but I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? 
At the time appointed, I will return unto thee, according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. So the men get up, and they go with Abraham, and Abraham goes with them, and God says to him, Shall I hide anything? And he tells him about what will happen to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the other two men go, and Abraham stays with the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure there be fifty righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. And that the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. Peradventure there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for lack of five? And he said, If I find there forty and five, I will not destroy it. So they go on, and um, in the end, the Lord goes. Now, so that's the story. So it would make very good novella, because you could spend forever on taking it all to pieces and, and stretching it in a way, because there's so much that you could explore. It depends on your aims and ideas, obviously, but, you know, you could really imagine yourself in the story. You know, there's the heat of the day. I like the heat. I like the warmth. And you can just imagine sitting in the shade and resting because it's hot. Now, the Bible story verse itself is, is about 900 words. So obviously it's quite long. But once you start making it into a real story, like a telling story, a storytelling story, you would easily quadruple that. Even the first few verses where Abraham asked them to stay and have some food. There aren't any restaurants. It has to be done by Sarah and her servant girls. No instant meals either. I would imagine no microwave. This in itself speaks to children, as it's a nice thing to dwell upon for a while. Maybe even get them involved in what they think of. They might find a lot of simple meals aren't actually as simple anymore once you're living in tents. So you could make it into any kind of story and you could imagine yourself there. What would you do? What would you do? How would you feel if your husband came in? It's like, oh, they've got guests, you know, quick, prepare some food. You're like, well, it's not that easy, would you say? It's not that easy. Do you know how difficult this is? Or you just have to get on with it. So there we are. So that's another thing that you could live upon, live through, think about. And then there are the emotions. Of course, Sarah laughed. And of course, she lied about it. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you deny it? What can you do? But again, it's like a whole story in itself. How would she feel? How did she look? Did anyone with her in the tent hear her laugh and then hear her say, oh, no, I didn't. And they think, well, there's that mistress who was always better than anyone else. And, and now she's lying in front of all the guests. So how does that make Abraham feel and react? Did he glare at Sarah through the tent flat? Go, oh, how could you do that? You know, again, there's so much to explore, so much to live through. And where did they live? Not in modern tent, obviously, with facilities. But how large were the tents? And was everything done in the tents? Did they spend most of the day outside? Was the tent merely for storage, preparation things, sleeping? It would take a lot of research for you to get that part of the story right. So, again, it's a nice thing to do. And I will spend a whole podcast on research and maybe a whole series of podcasts because, trust me, it's a rabbit hole. Once you go down it, it there is no end of it. But this one, 
whether you do it a short story, whether it's for children, whether you make it into a Bible study book and, you know, you go more into the message, you wouldn't need to do a lot of research on the place. Even if it's just for your own benefit, so you can picture where you are. You know, it's not this, it's a story that you could make personal. You know, it doesn't have to be Sarah and Abraham. It doesn't have to be this exact story. You can imagine yourself in a setting, in a hot place, being challenged, being pushed, and maybe pushing. So who are you going to be? What are you going to be? So, but anyway, if you look at the story itself, you would need to do research. And there's a lot to go through. But again, it's, it's an interesting thing to do. So there you go. Now, obviously, there's the message. Of course, God will do right. Will the judge of all the earth do right? Of course, he will. And Abraham keeps asking the question, what if there was 25? What if there was 20? And he does it in a very humble way. So again, that's like a good thing to look at. God's trustworthiness that he did come back and, and Sarah did have a child. So there is that. So are you looking more at the message? Again, there's like a lot to unpick. And it's a lot to think about and a lot to imagine yourself in. How would you feel? What would you do? And why? Why would you do it that way? So that's the thing. So storytelling. You embellish, but not in a negative way. Obviously, you could, but you can also just expand the story, add in details, add in background, you know, do a little bit of research, maybe talk a bit about how they would cook, how they would prepare. Did they have things that were almost cook ready, you know, sort of, I don't know, particular things stored that you could cook very quickly if you had special guests, you know, could you whip up a meal? Is that even possible in that kind of setting? So look into And again, that would just stretch the story, but it would also make it more real, more personal. And you could really live through that in a vicarious way. You could just be there. But the emotions can be your emotions and the feelings can be your feelings. So it helps you to to see this story, not as a just an incident, but as, as real, as reality. It's history. It's real living people. And imagine yourself there. So thinking about the setting, thinking about stretching the story in that way. You know, when they walk along, you know, was there a way of walking? Was there a way of standing? Would they stand? Would they sit? What about the heat? How bad was the heat? Yes, there's a lot to do there, isn't there? So anyway, go and enjoy this. And of course, there is a challenge. Now, I hope you enjoyed that. There is so much to storytelling and I will do another one in more detail sometime in the future because there's a lot to say. And obviously, I will be also exploring other authors for this. So you'll hear a lot more about embellishing, stretching, making detail into a story. So there we are. Anyway, here is your challenge for this week, this time. Take one scene that you have spotted this week. So it can be in a shop, on a walk, something you watched, and turn it into a 500-word story. Embellish it. Describe it. Make it so we can see and experience it. Use your imagination. So turn a simple Tesco scene into something special, maybe something outlandish. Email me the story as usual at vicarioush.ohm at gmail.com. And I will choose a winner. 
Now, this time you will have two weeks to write the story. So the next episode will come out in a fortnight. So just go and enjoy. Look around you, pick a scene and vicariously live through it and share it with us so we can join you in living vicariously through stories. You don't have to be a writer, published, agent, edited, whatever. Just enjoy the stories and help us to enjoy your stories too. So that's it for this week. And look at things, see the detail and realize that there is a lot more details. There's always more detail. So enjoy. I hope you've been inspired by that to daydream on paper yourself, or maybe you simply enjoyed listening to others sharing their stories with you. Do visit my website at vicariushome.com for my books or to read more about me. I would love to hear from you, so stay in touch. My newsletter has some lovely giveaways as well as news, so make sure you subscribe. And I hope to see you back on here in a fortnight with more ideas as well as another challenge. In the meantime, enjoy living vicariously. Mm-hmm.